The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 4th of October and the time is 10 o'clock. Um, welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a uh, productive and beneficial way to us hard-working mothers. I'm your host Neelam and uh, joining me in the studio today is my lovely guest uh, Rifat, which I'm going to get, I always get this wrong, the mics, there we go, we've got mic on. Uh, Rifat, how are you? Assalamu I'm good. Um alaikum to all the sisters listening. And um, how's your week been? It's been a hard week, let's put it like yes. that. In between home, gym and everything else that we uh, do as mothers. Yes. yes. But alhamdulillah, productive. Oh, that's good, yes. Um, I, I, I can see that the... Um, the signs of winter is here now so um i think it was after tuesday i had to put my cardigans away and pull out my winter jacket and think right now it's time to wear coats and um the funny thing was because i pulled out all the coats out of storage and i got the kids to put theirs on and i looked at them and i went okay that's all too small for you so i've been coat shopping this week so um trying to get everyone their coats and practical colors because the girls want light colors and um i know and my washing skills and time is limited so i say to them uh no uh let's go for dark colors so um good choice yeah i'm probably back in the days i would have gone for light colors and then kicked myself realizing that i have to now wash them a bit more frequently so we've gone for nice dark colors so uh, that's that so yeah busy week cold week um heating's been on and uh yeah i can feel snuffles we're all snuffly we're all we've all got blocked noses and we've all got coughs and colds it's all kicking in now so uh need to boost our immune system which i know sister riffett's very good at so she's got <laughs> very good tips on that which i will get her to share later on in the show um for now listeners we are live uh, so we are live listening uh, reaching out to all our listeners in luton and uh, surrounding areas um i know that this week uh, brother Tarek um has actually managed to uh have some technical work done so we are trying to reach out to um people further out now so hopefully we've got some extra and new listeners today uh you can listen to us on the um inspire fm webpage through tune in um, and we are also live on the facebook camera so you can uh watch uh, the show through uh, facebook and make your comments on there um if you have any questions um please do text into the studio on um oh triple seven nine four eight one eight double two and that's text or whatsapp um and uh, you can leave comments on the facebook page which will also get shared onto the show as well Um, The show is um, repeated today, tonight, um, from 9 o'clock. Listeners, I have a special show for us today because usually the show runs from 10 till 11. But um, the topic that um, we are going to be discussing today is quite an in-depth topic. And um, I thought I'd um, make it a special show where we are actually running for 90 minutes today. So we will be going all the way till half past 11. And um, we are going to try and get 
get as much information and knowledge out on this topic to uh, you listeners. Um, before then, I'd like to start my show off with uh, some headlines that I've taken from the BBC Online News. Um, parenting classes could help reduce social costs. Research says that parenting classes should be made more available to help families deal with challenging behaviour. A study carried out by King's College London suggested that young people displaying antisocial behaviour or who do not feel cared by their parents um, cost more socially than those who feel, who feel well supported. So parenting classes could actually help families build um, uh, stronger bonds. So what do you think of that? That is good and I think it's very important that um, we learn how to parent our children because mm -hmm. whatever we're doing when they're young is what they're going to display when they're older. Yes. So um, culturally I think we need education and morally we need education because mm. we've got a big responsibility bringing up these children. Children, yeah. And um, what's interesting about that headline that I liked in particular is that when our children are born and when they're young, up to the age of five or six, we have quite a lot of support from the community and health visitors and what have you about how to bring up the children, making sure that they're toilet trained, they've weaned well and they've all those obstacles in life and milestones. But when it comes to teenage years which us mothers pull our hair out on um it's we're kind of left to it i think it's not just us i think the schools are not involved and nobody's involved in that age range and i think it's an age where children just don't know who they are they're trying to find their feet mm. and there's a lot of negativity out there now mm. so um there's the knife crime there's mm. oh, there's the guns there's the gangs yeah. you name it and it's out there and i think if we as parents are educated and we yeah. can tell our children as they're going along, this is what's out there, mm. protect yourself from this, 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 mm. I think it makes a lot of difference. A difference, yeah, definitely. It was only last week that we were in the park and there were some young young boys um, there and one of them fell over or fell backwards and we thought he actually had a fit but he was high on drugs. Mm, and my daughter so was there and we were like, oh my God, and I'm saying to my husband, put him into a recovery position because... But he was yeah. actually high on drugs and my daughter was like, oh my God. So we, I explained a lot mm. of it to her and, you know, it was hard for her because she's only 10, mm. but these things are out there, mm. you know. Yes, it's true. I, I, and we have to stop. Um, be, I think it's hard because you don't want your child to be exposed to that. But because, as you say, it was just mm -hmm. a walk in the park and it was there, you have to actually educate the children. So uh, let's see how we get on with those. Um, it'd be quite nice to see those parenting classes actually sure. um, go forward and help parents go through those challenging years with their children. Uh, the next headline, Labour pledges free personal care for over 65s in England. So Labour is promising free personal care in England to over 65s who are most in need of it so they will not have to pay for help with dressing, washing and prepping their meals. Um, this would also bring England in line with Scotland where personal care is free for those with the most severe needs. Now this is um, something quite touching to me because um, I've got an elderly neighbour who's well into her 90s now but Masha she's just doing very well um, she's my inspiration I look at her and I think she's just getting on with things so I must do the same but she um, she recently had quite a nasty fall and she's hurt herself where she can't she's a bit immobile she can't do a lot of lifting and pulling things out and get sim simple things like getting herself dressed so having spoken to the doctor they were able to um, 
arrange for her to have a fixed block of um uh, carers coming out to help her with her morning routine and evening routine so they're coming twice a day and um they were coming only for six weeks and she's not fully recovered and i asked her what's happening now and she said that because she has certain amount of assets and has enough savings she now has to pay for the care and i was mortified i thought wow you know you've gone through this trauma and now if you want additional help you have to actually pay for it you're not going to get it's not covered under the nhs so um i'd like to see that actually uh, roll out and i think that that would be something that would really help um our elderly generation because um they need that they need that because more and more elderly people are there out there and mm. they're they're suffering because of these reasons because the care is not available yeah and they're expected to pay and that's i think that's where the hard hard part comes in yeah so i i I thought that was very hard and i thought that um things that you know you've there's people that out there are are more fortunate that have better abilities and are getting things more free than this person that is in need of it so i could go into a long discussion about this and have big political debates about it but that's not the topic of today um so uh, listeners today's um topic which my uh, sister rifat and i will be discussing is um quite deep and um quite depthy as well where we've got lots to talk around it um is uh, depression now sometimes depression um can be because there's been change in family situations um a change in life um uh, it can also be something as simple as a change in the weather um i i do find that when the winter months kick in it's it you always have that down moment where you just feel a bit gloomy and you're on the dark side of life and when there's sunshine out there it's a bit different on the mood and everything um so um before we d- begin the discussion um i just wanted to uh, start off with a statement which um is actually written by someone that is um suffering with depression and when i read it it really made it quite clear to me what they're feeling and how they're feeling so i wanted to share that with you listeners today um it feels like i'm struck under a huge gray black cloud it's very dark and isolating smothering me at every opportunity it starts as sadness and then i feel myself shutting down becoming less capable of coping eventually i just feel numb and empty so that's quite that's quite deep there and mm. and and it explains a lot about how the mood and the emotions are changing um from the minute it kicks in and how limited control this person has now before we go into this um i wanted to turn the mic over to sister rifat who uh, please can you introduce yourself to our listeners uh, formally introduce yourself um who you are and uh, um go for it <laughs> <laughs> um um i'm a mother i'm a wife i'm a mother-in-law wow. um a friend and anything else that you want me to be <laughs> no but um my name's rifat iqbal um i've suffered with depression in the past mm-hmm. um and it's 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 a topic that you don't always want to share so if you see me kind of uh it's because it's hard to share but it's something that we need to share mm. if we share what we've gone through and we've come out the other side there's people who are there now who will know that okay she's come through we can come through mm. um 
So yeah, I'm just going to share how it's how been journey, and my, yeah. my experiences and how people around me have um, reacted to me being depressed. And that's family and friends. Wow, yeah. So um, um, that'd be very um, interesting to hear your personal journey through this because <coughs> it's it's a bit of a taboo subject. Of Not course. many, especially, <coughs> I mean, I'm sure it's like that in many cultures, but in our culture, the Asian culture particularly, it's, it's quite frowned upon and it's not something that people openly stand up and share and talk about and if you do talk about it, you are sort of shunned aside. So it's. I'm hoping that we can... Um, remove that today and that we've un- unveiled a few um understandings behind it through your personal journey um so before we start um i wanted to actually get a, an understanding or a definition as such of what you think or what depression is um depression is very deep so we could go on for ages but let's mm-hmm. just go down to what it is depression is a disorder mm-hmm. um it makes your moods really low. It has a wide range of possible symptoms, um, which vary from person to person. So every person might have a different feeling of depression. Mm. Um, it's an, it, this illness can develop quite quickly or gradually. Mm. Um, it can be brought on by life events, life changes. Um, mm. When you get married and you move into the in-laws or um, when somebody dies, your parents are ill, someone's mm. got cancer. It can be a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> what happens when um, you're depressed? The, the chemistry of the body changes. Um, and what happens... Um, the chemicals in your brain change they become imbalanced Mm -hmm. so then you you're struck with anxiety Mm. um and then you you need to find how to manage it yeah and and that's the other thing that depression can bring with it anxiety and and people having like this this person's quote that i read where she just um feels less capable capable of coping and eventually just numb and empty it brings on anxiety because she you you don't you don't know how to cope with certain situations so you're just you can have panic attacks and things like that so it's quite um it's quite a deep thing there so i have um the textbook answer of um depression um which i took uh, a note down now um a lot of um the things that i will be sharing with listeners uh, today will be coming from uh, mind.org so mind.org um i just typed in um depression and it's given me a bank of information um symptoms uh, things to look out for things to do so i'll just be going through that slowly um through the show but that is my basis that's what i'm using um all my information from so that's mind.org and again the uh, definitions come from there so um depression is a low mood that lasts for a long time and affects your everyday life so in its mildest form uh, depression can mean just being in low spirits um it stops you from leading a normal life and makes everything harder to do and seem less worthwhile um at its most severe case, um, dep- depression can actually be life-threatening because it can actually make one feel suicidal. Now, when I read that statement, it really struck a chord with me because I thought we underestimate when people say they're depressed, we think, oh, you're just feeling sorry for yourself. You don't actually think that actually in the worst case scenario, it could make somebody feel that they have no worth. So it's something that I think really needs to be addressed and really needs to be discussed so that people don't feel at that point in their life. Because when I read that and I thought, 
I hope that there isn't anyone that gets to that point and um, how how life-threatening it can become and it's it's quite a deep thing so um in your opinion um is depression um self-inflicted or do you think it's caused by people i don't think any human wants to self-inflict themselves with anything (laughs) truth being um depression is an illness Mm -hmm. um once we can recognize this it's Mm -hmm. a mental illness um Self-inflicted, no. It's normally inflicted by things that are out of our control. Family, friends, um, illnesses, death. Mm. All these things can be combined together that cause depression and Mm. anxiety. Um, So when people say, do we self-inflict it? No, we don't. And we don't underestimate it either because, like Sister said... Mm. It, start, it can start off quite mild where you want to shut yourself away, you don't want to go outside, mm-hmm. you don't want to eat or you want to overeat, mm-hmm. you don't want to talk to people. Then it can go further than that where you isolate yourself, mm-hmm. um, you can't do the housework, you can't do the school run, mm-hmm. your communication with your partner will change, with mm-hmm. your parents, your friends, it will change. Um, yeah, and you can get thoughts of where apparently you just want everything gone. Mm-hmm. Everything gone, you want to be gone. Yeah. Um, and, and you need to seek help. And again, again, we're going to emphasise on there is help out there. Out there yeah. Mm. So I mean, uh, I think the the key thing here is, um, uh, I mean, a lot of people we, we all have our down days. So we all we all have moments where we feel quite down. And um, it's not that you're depressed or you are suffering from depression just because you had that moment of lapse where you were just feeling down or feeling low about something. It's when that doesn't subside and when it, when it's going on for longer Longer and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back and eating at you and eating at your thoughts and makes you then suffer from anxiety so you can be depressed and because you cannot cope with your emotions and feelings and it keeps coming back and eating at you is then suffering from anxiety and it's causing a lot of um anxious feelings where you don't want to be around people Mm -hmm. so you know can you just um a little bit talk i mean before i go listeners uh we are live on air and we are talking about depression and uh we have sister riffith here who is um taking us through the journey of depression um having personally gone through it herself um and um we are asking uh listeners to text in or whatsapp in on oh triple seven nine four eight one eight double two to contribute towards today's show if you have any um suggestions anyone that you know that's gone through it that's come out on the other side anyone that's going through it the feelings and emotions that they're feeling uh please do share that with us um and uh get texting uh so going back to yourself when how did you know that you you were depressed well it, it was in um 2009 my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer okay. um and I became his main carer, so I was looking after him and doing all his medical treatment, taking him in and out of hospital. Um, and he passed away in December. So within four months, Dad was there as the pillar of our home, as the one who was like taking care of every need, and you mm-hmm. always knew Dad was there. Mm-hmm. Dad was gone. Um, and me being four months, just looking after him, nothing else, he was gone. So all of a sudden, I came home after three days, 
um, of him passing away and I just started feeling really low, really lost, um, mm. not wanting to wake up, not wanting to eat, a um, lot of emotions um, and you start shutting yourself off. You don't want to talk to people, you don't want to um, communicate with your husband, you, you kind of push everything away. And the worst feeling that I felt was um, my soul wanted to come out of my body, but mm -hmm. my ribs were like a cage that were holding in my soul and not letting it out. So there was this battle between my body and my soul. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously, having some knowledge of depression, it got to a point where I thought, you know what, this isn't good. Mm. This isn't me anymore. Mm. Um, I went to my GP who prescribed me some antidepressants mm. and alhamdulillah, they worked. Mm. You know, I was very um, uneasy taking the medication because I thought, oh my God, this is going to be for life. Mm. I'm not going to be able to come off this. Mm. Um, and obviously, all these antidepressants have side effects and then when you start reading all the side effects you're going to think oh my god this is going to happen yeah. to me this 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 but then you look at the bigger picture you take and and the doctor explained they're very good doctors now have a lot of knowledge oh, on depression yeah. he explained everything um and it normally takes two weeks two to three weeks for the depressants to hit Kick in, in and slowly slowly you feel like your life's coming back into control you mm. start controlling um the weirdest feeling was living on the edge. Mm. Whenever someone said anything, they wanted something done or they, they needed my intention, it was like, oh, God, I'm living on the edge. Wow. Any minute, it's going to tip. And mm. alhamdulillah, you know, after taking the medication, it helped. It changed the way I was looking at things. Mm. Um, and I was on the medications for about a year. And then mm. after that, I'm, I'm one of these people that digs and digs and digs, wants mm. more information. Mm. Uh, it's like, food i need more i need more and i started looking into okay what causes depression why did i get depressed how am i going to get out of this mm. how do i come off the medication mm. and then you start looking for all these other ways of dealing with it mm. but we're not always able to deal with it on mm. our own mm. we need help and help is there mm. families sometimes can't understand friends don't understand mm. but you've got your gp you know, go to your GP and speak to the doctor. Tell him exactly how you feel. We find it hard saying to the husband, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore because he's like, oh, excuse me, you've got yeah. everything. What's your problem? Yeah, I, I mean, I, if you can, I, I just wanted to go back and um, just to, for the listeners to understand and um, really see world, the world from your eyes. Um, what were your feelings? You know, when you, uh, how, I mean, it was a very big loss that you had in your life. And, you know, you telling your story um, has actually uh, filled my eyes up. So it, it was a, a deep and emotional loss. And um, I know that it's quite hard to get over that stage. And you've, you addressed it at some point that I am actually feeling so low now that I need to get help. But how were you around the people? that were around you so your own children how was your mood with them did anyone actually stop and say mom we think you need to get help or did your husband stop and say you know you need help was it was it something that you picked up naturally yourself or was it someone that said actually look mom i think you need help or sister i think you need some help or and you know how how did it how did it come about i think as as humans we do disguise a lot of our feelings yeah. so i don't think we always let all our feelings out the mm. feelings of sadness and crying and feeling weepy and a numb feeling that you get um 
um, constantly being tired, wanting to sleep, not getting out of bed. Wow. Um, but you know you've got to do those things. So I used to do the school run. Mm-hmm. And then I used to come home and it was like, I want to get in bed. I don't want to do the housework. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, but then before my husband come home, I'd cook and I'd do, make all that everything, effort to yeah. get everything done, sorted out. Mm. Um, no, it, it, it's hard. And um, I think I was hard on myself. I think I should have um, seeked help before I got to the point where I was that low that I, there was times I was like, oh my God, I can't cope. I can't do this. So talk us through your, um, because I mean, we, we know that dep- depression has, uh, it plays on the mental mind. And I was then going to ask her, how does it affect our body and physically? So we know that you, you, you just didn't feel good and you just didn't want to get up, but how was it affecting you physically? Physically, I think, um, I wasn't eating. Mm. Um, I was sort of living off tea. It was one cup wow. after another. Yeah. And food, just did, I just didn't want food. And I mm. lost a lot of weight. Mm. Um, let, I let go of my appearance. Um, I, I didn't care what I was wearing or how I was looking. It wasn't mm. important anymore. Yeah. And these are the signs I think people around should have picked up. Mm. But then again, depression is something that we hide. And we don't want people to know we're depressed um, there are a lot of signs of depression. I mean, I went through certain um, signs that I had or certain ways that I felt. That doesn't mean that all of us are going to feel the same thing. Mm. I mean, I've got a list here of um, signs of depression. Symptoms, yeah, um, but we are... Um can you believe it? We're actually in the first half of the show, so <laughs> the break is now entering. So, uh, listeners, uh, we hope that the discussion has been of interest so far and you have been able to jot down some notes. Um, please do text in uh, to the studio uh, or WhatsApp in on 0777-9481-822 with your views and opinions and thoughts on the show. Um, perhaps you know somebody that's going through this journey themselves um, and you'd like to share it with us, but in the meantime um we are going for a quick break so go refill your hot drinks your tea or your cups of coffee and join us just after the break assalamualaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Good morning, uh, Assalamualaikum, and welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday, 4th of October, and the time is 10.30. I'm your host, Neelam, and joining me in the studio is Sister Rifat. Assalamualaikum. Oh, I haven't got your mic on. There we go. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> Waalaikum <laughs> Sorry, I'm not there. I'm, I am here. I'm just um, still trying to accept the fact that we're in October. I Just as I said that date there, I thought, wow, October. So the, the year has nearly come to an end. So it's rushing, slipping past us very quickly. So listeners, today um, the topic of discussion on the show is uh, depression. So we have been um, discussing uh, with Sister Rifat her personal journey of going through depression and coming out from it on the other side alhamdulillah Uh, we've been looking at the causes um, of uh, depression and how it's um, affected the mind and the soul so what we wanted to do now is look at a few um, symptoms um, and how it affects us Um, 
Now, there are several types of um, depression. Um, so I just wanted to go through a few of them. There's one that it's in, it's in the so the, what I'm using is mind.org. Um, I've used them as my basis to go into today's topic where they've actually given a bank full of information around depression. So you are free to go onto mind.org and download this information and read any advice and tips that they've given on there. Uh, they talk about some of the types of depression. Um, seasonal affective disorder, which is known as SAD, which is... Um, a depression that occurs at a particular time of the year or during a season. So um, sometimes, I think right about now, that's it. We, there's people that are feeling quite down about um, everything because the season has changed and we've gone from the very limited sun that we had this <laughs> year to the gloom and the rain and the constant bitter cold and it's just not nice so it, it can have an impact on people's behavior and attitude as well and mood swings as well we've also got prenatal depression which is um depression that occurs during um pregnancy and uh, this is sometimes um, known as antenatal depression as well and then we have postnatal depression so that's pnd which is depression that occurs in the weeks and months after becoming a parent um, and that's again a life situation where you have had an experience where it's changed from you being just you and your husband to now you your husband and a baby so many people find that trio quite difficult to cope with and um, um, it has had an impact on the way they behave and again led to uh, many women being diagnosed with um, postnatal depression. Um, but I know, Sister Riffith, um, you've got some signs and symptoms of um, depression. So if you could please share some of those uh, with the listeners. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Now, everybody's different. This is one thing we've got to remember. Everyone's different. We'll all have different experiences. If I can um, just get you to bring your mic right near you. Yeah, we have to yeah. have them. That's it. Perfect. Um, different experiences. Um, the signs of depression are many. Um, they can be soul destroying. It mm. is an illness. It affects each person differently and to a different degree. Um, you may suffer from depression if for a long time you feel sad, you feel unwanted, unworthy, yeah. um, feeling sad and weepy, um, wanting to cry over little things. Everything becomes sad, but more than sad, um, a numbness feeling, a loss of interest in things that, and activities that you would enjoy, like watching TV, um, going for a walk. A meeting up with friends for coffee, having a chat with your husband. Did um, you did you find that that affected you in that way? Did you find that your um, your interest in because I know how um, health conscious you are, and I know that you're very physically active. So did you find that that had a downside on you? Did you find that you just couldn't be bothered to do things like that? You want to become a recluse. You just want everybody away, mm. and and I found that was the hardest. Yeah. Mm. So, um, but sometimes depression can be for a very short amount of time. You might just feel that for a week. Mm. But if you feel that it's going on and it's a month and it's mm. two months, then you need help. Um, mm. Wanting to hide away from people, perhaps even staying in bed. Um, again, it's a hideaway recluse feeling, mm. um, constant tiredness. But then it can go the other way. You might have problems sleeping. <clears throat> um, 
You might have days and days of not getting enough sleep and feeling exhausted. Again, you can go to the doctors. Mm -hmm. Your doctor is there. There's medication there that will help. Mm -hmm. um, loss of appetite. Like with me, I didn't want to eat, but then other people might want to eat more. It's comfort eating. It brings that little bit of comfort after mm -hmm. you've had a bar of chocolate or a you know, I don't know, a big bowl of cereal that mm. you didn't really want. Um, you can be stressed and frustrated. Everything is too much. Every mm. effort is too much. Um, irritable and aggressive. Yeah. Um, you can feel irritable where um, you just, everything's like, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that or leave me alone sort of mm. feeling to aggressiveness where it can be physical it can be um, verbal. Mm -hmm. So again, keep an account. If you're going through depression, look at what you're feeling. Write it down. Mm -hmm. um, okay, how many times a day am I feeling these feelings? Mm -hmm. um, feeling you can't cope. Um, again, you, coping. Women, I think, cope with a lot. We um, yeah. multitask. We're doing the cooking. <clears throat> we're looking after the kids. We're looking after the in-laws. You've got your brother-in-law coming, sister-in-law, cups, city, whatever. We do a lot. Mm. But it can be where you can't cope. It's just too much. Mm. Um, ask for help. Mm. Um, you feel like you're in a tunnel mm. and it's deep and it's dark. And you're, it's almost like you're crawling out of this tunnel, constantly crawling out of the tunnel. Um, it's not a good feeling. Um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. tunnel You'll yeah. get out of that tunnel if you try, mm. if you get help, if you talk to family, you talk to your husband, explain to them how you're feeling. Um, if you're not explaining how you're feeling, um, they don't know. Mm. So much as we want to hide how we're feeling, it's good to let other members of the family know how you're feeling. Mm. Um, so, I mean, uh, going back to your own personal journey here, because I think the listeners can engage more there. Um, when when it came to you taking the medication and you um, having a turnaround, because it, it's like an in, uh, hormonal imbalance, as mm -hmm. you were saying, um, did you find that your appetite was coming back? Did you find that things, how, what was your emotions and feelings like then? How did the medication help you? What was it that, where was the positive signs that you were seeing to say that I'm on the road to recovery? Or Obviously, initially when I went to the doctor and he prescribed the medication, I was like, oh my God, I don't want this medication. I'm going to mm. be on it for life. And I was like to my doctor, you know, I really don't want this. Mm. And when he explained, and doctors have a lot of knowledge on depression. Um, I did have a statistic here somewhere of mm -hmm. how many people in the world at the moment are suffering from depression. Um, listeners, I, I know it's very difficult for them to see, but um, I like my notes and I write lots of notes. But I think Sister Riffert has actually <laughs> taken an award for it today because, mashallah, she has a lot of notes on today's topic. So she's really done so I well. I can't find where it is. I will <laughs> I'm get sure to we'll it come back to it yeah. at some point. But there are a lot of people with depression. Every other person, um, whether they're a professional, whether they're a housewife, mm. whether they're... Um, a child, you know, another thing, sorry, sister, I wanted no. to bring in children suffer from depression. Mm. Teenagers suffer from depression. Mm. The suicide rate in teenagers has gone up because of the stress of exams. Yes. So the symptoms are very important. If you feel that your child has got symptoms where they're, they're shutting themselves in the bedroom, they're not mm. eating properly, they're constantly in a low mood or they're aggressive, they don't want you to talk to them. 
They don't want to communicate with mm. you. They're not. Um, their appearance has gone down. Look at the signs of your mm. children and your husband mm. and people around you. Mm. Um, with knowledge, we can change this illness. Yes. Um, sorry, sister, what was it? I was going to tell my own experience, wasn't I? Yes, about when you took the tablets and how. Yes. But I think that's a very key thing that you mentioned there. I mean, when we talk about depression, um, I think it's the stereotypical view that everyone automatically assumes an adult, a person that's gone through a, a, ter- a horrific life change. But we don't actually, because you're absolutely right, in this day and age and over the last few years, many, many children now are beginning to actually suffer from anxiety as young as eight. And uh, there are children that are feeling pressure. And I think we talked about this just before. I mean, we will go back to how the tablets made you feel, but I, I do want to touch on this because I think it's really important that people start having an expectation. So the minute you feel that you have to achieve or be... Um, able to achieve that expected Mm. level you are putting yourself under a lot of pressure and if you don't achieve you are going to start feeling signs of depression because you're just going to feel you have no self-worth you're going to feel that you are not so and and that is what's happening to children definitely children are feeling that they are not getting the marks (laughs) they are not getting the high achieving um, pass rates or they're not achieving in in good subjects you know maths and English and science because that's what's going to make them a doctor and you know it's all though it's the pressure that we put on our generation so I think um, we were saying this that um, how how the family impact um, have on the individual themselves as well. So, you know, a daughter-in-law in the house, how, how what expectations are given to her um, mm-hmm. or expected from her. Um, you know, when you have your own children, the eldest child, you have a, a criteria for the eldest child and you have a criteria for the youngest child because there's an expectation. It, yeah. So I think it's this whole concept of having expectations and then those expectations not being met is when people start to feel that they don't have no self-worth. That's it. And again, um, so there's another, um, there was something else that I wanted to discuss about self-worth. I think it's, um, it's how people make you feel. Mm. It, it's like if you're if you're not doing everything a wife should do, you're not a good wife. If you're not doing everything a daughter-in-law should do, you're not the good, good daughter-in-law mm. or the good um, sister-in-law mm. or the good daughter. There's so many demands, and as soon as people say, "Oh, you haven't achieved this," and you have, we start putting ourselves down, and that's where we need to stop and say, "No, alhamdulillah, we are doing as much as we can, um, and we can't do more than that." So we need to stop pleasing people because the truth is no one's ever going to be 100% pleased with you. Yes. Um, and we've just had a text come through um, um, from um, Sister Iram and uh, she's saying that um, depression, um, there's biological signs of um, and physical signs of uh, depression. So what your body physically goes through and how, as we discussed what the mind's going through. But she says um, talking therapy. So it's something as um, as a culture we culturally don't open up so she's saying we culturally we don't open up um, and talking therapy is something that should be encouraged in the community where 
people have the opportunity to talk about their feelings. It's, it's almost like a venting station. Uh, last week I had um, a show on forgiveness and we were talking about how it can lead to anger. And earlier on you just mentioned that sometimes when you are suffering from depression, you have an extreme mood where you either feel completely low and you don't want to do anything or then you're very aggressive. So if anyone yeah. tries to approach you with something, you just snap at them. Mm. So it, I think... Um, as well as having talking therapy, it's really good to have something that you can release your uh, tension on, or you know, vent on, and 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 do. And, we, and I talk, I've I've will forever talk about this, but I really like the concept of journaling. And I don't know if you've heard of that. So journaling is um, where you just write down your feelings. Mm. So sometimes when you say it and you say it to somebody, you can't take back what you said and you will regret what you've said. But journaling is a book and it's you and you're just actually writing out everything you want to say. It doesn't have to have any structure. It doesn't have to be in perfect English. It's just your emotions and feelings. And once it's out, you've cleared your head a little bit and you've said it. And I've actually done this myself and gone back and read things. And I thought, oh, actually, you know, yeah, I could have done this. Could mm -hmm. And I've actually been able to sort of self-treat self myself treat yourself, yeah. because I've looked back and said, OK, so now I felt this and I did that and I wanted this. And I've I've had this whole I've actually, you know, made myself um, feel better by letting all those words out. But I've also diagnosed myself and said, That's, right, actually, yeah. I know what to do now mm -hmm. and I can cope better in that situation. So they say journaling is really good and it's best recommended to do first thing in the morning. So if you do have thoughts and things like that, just let it out in in this book and um start your day <laughs> so you know you can start your day knowing that all those thoughts are out oh. and you've and you're beginning your day so um i do highly recommend that one journaling as well as talking therapy thank you sister <clears throat> so um we wanted to see if uh, depression actually had uh, can can this be a cause of other mental um health problems so is depression just uh, in its own does it just come up on its own or is it because somebody could actually have another mental health issue or problem um and um that's why it's just gone exasperated as such it's just got worse because people have certain conditions so um reading the document it did say that depression can be a part of several mental health issues such as um uh, bipolar disorder um, borderline personality disorder bpd and also a schizoaffective disorder so um schizoaffective where you have voices in the head and you have um, a personality disorder it's very similar to that mm. um, where you are um, following uh, again those th those um, mental health problems have had impacts on depression and if you are uh, anyone that's going through those health issues uh, you are likely to have depression as well because of how they impact the mind so um, looking back at that so we've talked about the uh, symptoms of um, depression was there something that you wanted to add to that then well, um, personal factors um, family history sometimes it can be um, it can be inherited from family from the way our genes are and if we know that our pair one of our parents or a close relative has depression um, looking up and finding out prevention before it actually happens to you mm -hmm. um, is very important um, sometimes it's our personality if we're um, 
if we're very emotional and um, if we take everything very personally, that can be a trigger mm. of depression. Um, serious illnesses, um, there's people that take drugs and alcohol, that can result to depression. Um, ch it changes the brain chemicals. Mm. Um, yeah, so looking at all these factors is important. That's very true. I mean, um, I we've, we've said how does it affect the mind, body and soul. So, um, as you said, depression can lead to poor health as well as uh, not eating and uh, not having a well-balanced nutritional diet where you are eating the things you should be eating and, and, and not a bar of chocolate whenever mm. you feel low or what have you. Um, it can create mood swings with moments of highs and lows, making it quite difficult for people to be around you because I think everyone will be like on eggshells, not quite sure how to react or be around you so um, it can actually make one feel quite negative so therefore people don't want to be around you because you've got this neg mm. negative aura about yourself so people are just distancing themselves from yourself because they don't want to be around that negativity that unhappy person yes yeah. And so it's um, it's really important that we learn to address our issues and we don't give off those negative vibes um, in that way. And um, I mean, from a, an Islamic perspective, um, I always look at it as if you have that negative aura about yourself, you're just literally feeding into the shaitan where the devil, where you are allowing him um, to win, um, where if he can make you feel so no low and you are going to have that negative aura about yourself anyone that's around you is going to start feeling the same and they're going to have that negative so it's a domino effect so the shaitan is just multiplying in his um in his work so i, I just think it's very important that we address those from an islamic perspective that we address that that we we are in tune with it's a bit like being a bit mindful so we're in tune with our uh, body and we're in sync with it and we um i think the key thing is because as you said that your depression was something that's uh, it was a life situation where mm -hmm. you lost your father so i think if we know how to look back at something like that and look at it in a positive way and move on from it and not feel that how and why and all those questions keep coming up how and why I mean, you know, do you, now I, I can see now you can talk about that mm -mm. experience that you had and you've actually moved. So how do you feel now when you look back at that time of when you were depressed? I'm looking back now, you think um, I'm quite hard on myself and I do feel it was a weakness on my part on not being able to grasp the whole thing. But when a person's going through mm. a trauma of losing a loved one, mm. um, it's not it's not in your control how you feel. The feelings yeah. do run away with you. Um, your salah, you start missing your salah. Um, people say, oh, it's, it's the will of Allah that he's passed away and he's in a better place. Sometimes when you're, when you're going through that depression, you can't see that. Mm. Um, and being hard on someone and saying, oh, no, you must pray because yeah. you're feeling these feelings isn't always the way that it's going to work. Mm. I think sometimes the people around you have got to be a bit more gentle with you, a bit more understanding with you. Mm. And I think as a community, we find that quite hard. Yes. Um, yes. And and I think um, the key thing here, which we said at the very, very beginning, and I, I'm not sure if we did actually mention it on air, but um, depression is not... Um, 
something that you should feel that you failed. So no, definitely not. It's not a failure on your part. And it's not something that if you stand up and admit to yourself that I'm depressed and I'm feeling these thoughts and things that I can't move away, it's not a failure. It's not a failure. It's because you've addressed the mm. issue. You have, you've addressed the problem. You've gone out and you've found help and you've bettered yourself. Mm. And, it, and it's so important. Um, we were saying about um, the medication. Mm -hmm. um, the medication, what it does um, with me, within two weeks, I started feeling a lot better. I started controlling my environment. Um, mm -hmm. My moods were a lot better. Um, things didn't seem as big. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all it started going back into proportion. Everything started settling down. Um, antidepressants are, um, what they do is they send messages between the cells in your brain. <clears throat> and those messages are like positive messages. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how you become, you, you better yourself, mm -hmm. you become better. Mm -hmm. um, Treatment can is it grows new cells. Mm. It's very complicated. I'm not a professional in depression, but mm. I can only tell you my experience. Mm. New cells are grown in your brain. Mm. New ways of dealing with things become um, acceptable, mm. and you slowly, slowly come out of this dark tunnel. Mm. And um, and it is just a short period. I mean, you you're. I mean, this is going seek, back. Yeah, it was just a short medica period. If you seek help. And you mm. don't let it linger for a longer Long period of time. Mm. Within within seven, eight months, you can be out of your depression mm, and sure, you yeah. become a new person, mm. a better person, because mm. now you're aware of your body, you're aware of your feelings, you're aware of things that go on in your body. And I think that's where I became more aware of how do I feel? Mm. I'm, I eat healthy, I exercise. All these things become aware because you know these are what going to prevent you, you going... Yeah to that place, place again. again yeah. So listeners, we have in the show so far now looked at the symptoms, um, the causes, possible causes of depression, um, how it affects um, an individual or um, how it can affect um, people that have already um, existing mental health issues as well. Uh, but now what I wanted to use the next few part of minutes of the show is to uh, look at um, possible remedies or prevention strategies uh, so be it I think more remedies is probably the right word to use here um, for such um, a situation and I'm going to be looking at the medical um, information that's in the booklet as well as looking at it from an Islamic perspective and um, as Muslims how we can help ourselves or help those around us that are going through this situation so um, as we said we have got um, uh, medication, you've got your uh, alternative treatments as well. The alternative treatments is uh, things like um, talking therapy, which Sister Iram had mentioned to us. And it's also um, like art therapies, um, uh, complementary therapy, so a holistic approach, taking, um, d doing, um, uh, looking at a holistic approach of doing it um, and you've also got mindfulness which is becoming a really big thing now mm. and there's a lot out there now uh, around mindfulness about um, going out for park runs in the morning taking yeah. in the nature and absorbing the park around you and the natural See, environment that you're around the thing is when a person is going through depression they're not going to go and look for these things no this is it. this is where we we need to understand they're not going to look at the remedies mm. they're not going to look at this this yes. this um 
if a person is suffering from depression, um, coming out, you've got to be a very strong person if you're going to look at all the other strategies. Mm. To me, to personally, I think if you if you get to a point where you know it's not getting better and you've tried everything that you've tried, like you're saying, mm. go and see your doctor. Mm. If you need to speak to somebody in confidence, speak to the Samaritans. They're mm. always on the other side, other side of the line yeah. and they'll always listen. Yeah. So listeners, we are uh, now entering uh, another break as well. Uh, but after the break, we are actually going to look at wrapping this up now where we're going to be talking about some of the prevention and um, uh, prevention strategies and things that we can try and do and sister Riffith, I know um, her fitness her, <laughs> her fitness power can she can bring in some of her tips of uh, what we can do around that as well uh, so do join us after the break we have an extended show today so we have an extra 30 minutes after the show to complete um, our topic of discussion today so do stay tuned and join us back after the break inshallah assalamu alaikum you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and Aslam Alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. Yes, we have an extended show where I'm adding on a bit to extra time just to go through uh, our topic today, which is depression. Uh, we have Sister Rifat in the studio. Aslam Alaikum. Walaikum Aslam. Uh, where we have been looking at um, how it's affected our mind and our body and how it's also affected the soul. Um, now we're going to actually be discussing uh, prevention strategies. So I wanted to go through some of the strategies that we have in place where we've both discussing before mm -hmm. the break um, and uh, see how we can uh, try and apply, apply these in our daily lives. Um, any, I think anyone, whether you are suffering from depression or not, doing any of these things will keep you head straight and Definitely. you will know what you're doing. So um, do you want me to go through some of my uh, points or did you want to start off with some of the things that you've got? Because I know you've got quite a few around your health um, uh, <laughs> sports and uh, things, yeah. which is very good. And I know that that would be of great benefit as well. Oh, yeah. Um, when you're when you've got come out of depression, then you look for ways of never going back there. Mm. So you find yourself... Um, I find myself, I go for long walks. Because well, yeah. when you go for a long walk, what happens is you clear your head. Mm. So if you've been at home for a couple of days, um, and I'll always say to my husband, I need to go for a long walk. Mm. So go for a long walk, and then you've got nature, you've got the beauty of what Allah has mm. created. And, um, you know, when we're looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look in the nature. Mm. You know, nature's there, and you look at the sky, and you look at the trees, and mm. the buds, and the flowers, and, you know, the snow mm. Everything is there for yeah. you. Visualize it all, take it all in, and it mm. will help. Um, I'm a big believer in going to the gym and working out. Mm. Just work it all out, sweat it out. Mm. Um, I go to the gym and I, I do, um, there's a couple of classes that are really good. I mean, we do Pilates, which is really good. Again, it's relaxing. It mm. calms you down. You're stretching parts of your body that you didn't know that were there. <laughs> yeah. um, we do things like body combat. Again, mm. it's like if you really had a bad day and you yes. really want to sort someone out, you do the body combat and you use you use all that frustration so, that's yeah. built inside you and you want to get it out and you sweat and you have a good feeling afterwards. 
Um, you have things like Fight Club. Again, it's it's high intense. It mm-hmm. kind of like gets you to a point where you're thinking, wow, I can achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Um, doing all these things are important. Eating healthy, mm-hmm. looking at what you're eating and why are you eating what you're eating? Mm-hmm. Are you hungry or are you thirsty? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time I'd go through cups and cups of tea, like maybe 10, 12, 15. Wow. But it wasn't good for me. So I thought, okay, so now I drink water. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes... Um, what water does, it clears the inside of you. It kind of nourishes you. Mm. Um, and sometimes you can be eating when you're not really hungry. You're yeah. thirsty. So s- become keyed with your body. Mm. So you know what your body wants. Mm. Um, the more you um, tune in with yourself, you're mm. going to know what you need. Mm. Um, again, praying, as Sister mentioned, mm. you know, doing your salah. And okay, if you've missed a salah, Mm. Ask Allah for forgiveness, mm. but don't sit there and punish yourself and say, mm. oh, my God, now I'm not reading the next law because I've missed the one before. Mm. You know, do the best that you can. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the person who tries mm. and tries and mm. tries. Um, talk to people. Find good friends that you can talk to who, mm. who understand. Mm. Um, sometimes friends can be better than family because they're not going to be sitting there judging you. Mm. You know, um, mm. alhamdulillah. Mm. Um, like sister said, be mindful. Yes, know? I was just going to say, you know, when you're observing nature, um, uh, be be mindful. We've got um, a wealth of n- uh, nature around us going into the parks and seeing uh, uh, all the plants and all the leaves mm-hmm. and taking it all in and being mindful. And sorry, sister, coming from London, Luton has got places yeah. like the Downs. Yeah. I mean, you can go there and lose yourself. Yeah. You know, Literally. We're, we're, yes, we're yes. very lucky, yeah. you know, we get to see sites that, yeah. Wow, the views from the Dunstable yeah. Downs are amazing, mm. and uh, we've actually because um, we we've got um, passes to the Whipstade Zoo, which is <laughs> offside off the uh, Dunstable Downs. So there's parts where you can just go and you just stand and you feel like you're on top of the town because That's you can it, see yeah. everything and the, the children love it because it's like wow we can do you think our house is somewhere in the midst of that and I'm like, yeah. it's well, a wonderful like, it thing is, to have it's definitely. lovely so we are and it makes you appreciate um nature and it makes you appreciate your environment much more as well mm. so uh, i do recommend and i know um, i don't think i could keep up with sister riffett though if, if i ever tried to walk with you because <laughs> no. i know she she's a fast walker and i know that she you probably do more than ten thousand steps a day <laughs> oh, i do but you know again is is you set your goals yes you set what you want yes and um I think if I hadn't have gone through what I went through, I wouldn't mm. be who I am today. today yeah. You start appreciating your life and you want to be alive and you want to live mm. and you want to make the most of your life. Um, you want to stay healthy. Yeah. All these factors that you learn as you go through this journey of having depression. Mm. It's not all goom, doom and gloom. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a learning curve. Yeah. You learn how to live a better life. Mm. Definitely. And I think that's you've come out stronger from the other side because having gone at your most lowest point Mm -hmm. in life, you've actually now been able to lift yourself up and you know now that actually I've got more going for myself and alhamdulillah you have so um as uh, you said uh, remaining steadfast in your five daily prayers it's it's also um an opportunity for us to take time out for spiritual healing yeah. and reaching out to allah and actually having that time and that conversation with allah uh, surround yourself around positive vibes um good company is always important um there was a research study to say that um women should uh 
meet up on a monthly basis and just go out and have a meal or go for a cup of coffee and just doing that and just being in good company and laughing actually the hormonal levels of uh yeah the impact as women we're very lucky that we can talk to each other yeah again keep an eye on your husband and your sons because men won't open up men won't say oh this is wrong with me because they're supposed to be strong they're supposed to be they're supposed to be able to manage everything so keep an eye on your husband's moods how Mm. is he is he eating properly sleeping properly is there a problem with your son is there so yes yes so very true because with knowledge then we become aware of people around us yes yes that's very true because we women are quite in tune with their body and we i think we can address things Mm. quicker than men can so it's important that we do take that step back and look around us and to see that everyone's on that positive vibe that we're on now. Um, It's also good to keep a mood diary. um, And as I said earlier about journaling, I I highly recommend journaling. And we were talking about Mm. the the benefits of that. Um, We also, uh, from the Islamic perspective, um, we I've written down here to read, uh, which we both did, uh, read Surah Doha. Sorry, sister, if you don't mind me interrupting. Yeah. If yeah. you if you feel that you don't want to read or you can't read or yes. you're tired and put it on. Yeah, play it. Play it. Mm. Lay down and just feel it spiritually mm. and you will find spiritually it's there. Yeah. And the translation in English, understanding yeah. what you've just heard as well is yeah. very important as well. And I think uh, that's key here because sometimes... Um, uh, you can listen to uh, something and you've not really understood it clearly but when you hear it in the English translation Definitely. it resonates because you've now understood what you've just listened to um, and the reason I say Surah Doha because um, Surah Doha was a, a surah that was revealed after some time so there was quite um, a, there was a period where there wasn't any revelations given to the Prophet Sallallahu and um when the Surah Doha was revealed by the angel, it was revealed all in one breath. And um, it starts with um, uh, looking at people feeling down and uh, the negative sides of everything. And then towards the end of the Surah, uh, it talks, it's very optimistic and it has a, a positive outlook. So it's a bit like this journey. So going through where you feel down and then at the end of it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I highly recommend... Uh, reading or listening or playing or understanding Surah Doha. Uh, We also have uh, fasting on the white days. Now, white days um, uh, in Islam are the middle days of the month. So these would be the 13th, 14th and 15th in the Islamic calendar. Now, research and study has shown that people's mood cycles change according to the moon cycle. So the moon cycle around the 13th and the 14th is when the moon is at its um, full. So it's a full moon around those time um, and uh, people would have um, mood swings Mm. and quite angry and be quite aggressive. And so um, it's actually the the prophetic medicine to control these mood changes was to actually fast in these three days. So the Prophet actually recommended that in those three days uh, people fast. And the reward of fasting in those three days is equivalent to fasting the month. 
Um, but I actually um, have kept up with the fasting with the white days when I can. And Alhamdulillah, I do find that it does suppress my anger. And I do find that um, around that time, uh, the full moon time, I am a bit more on edge and I am a, I, do, I do take everything sensitively and I'm a bit more aggressive. Um, but when I do fast, um, it humbles me and Can't I do find that. a lot of control in that. So um, I do recommend... Um, for people to take that on board to fast on those white days and to look out for the 13th 14th and the 15th in the islamic calendar um as well as um all that sister rifat that i did say keeping active physically and mentally so try out a new hobby um you know if it's something that you've always wanted to do and you've not ever had the chance to do and i know that when my son um was with me um before starting school he was always with me so I had limited access as to what I could go and participate in and go and do because he was always there and I, I felt guilty leaving him but now he's gone to school I'm a bit twiddling my thumbs like okay why well, I should do something that I mm -hmm. like and find a new hobby so I, I am in search and I am looking and uh, I do try um, I'm actually going to try and take up horse riding so that's going to be interesting I don't know who's going to be more scared me or the horse but <laughs> um, yeah it's something I will try and uh, do so um yeah look for a, a hobby and something that you uh, can try new so um oh, sister there was one other point yes. that i was thinking about last night as i was trying to trying to sleep <laughs> was the menopause yes. that thing that we didn't hit a lot of women when they reach the the time of their menopause they mm. will feel depressed and low um, mm -hmm. where you, all the chemicals in your body are changing and your whole body is changing, mm -hmm. your cycles are changing. Be aware that, you know, okay, this is a menopause, it's a new start, a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Look at it in a positive manner. If you feel that you're not coping, again, mm -hmm. seek help. Mm -hmm. um, we women have different stages of our life. Coming to the menopause isn't the end, it's the beginning mm. of a new stage of your life. And be proud that you've reached that stage and you're alive and you're well and, you, you know, you're able to do so much more that yes. you couldn't do. Yes, I think that's another show on itself, actually, yeah. going through the menopause because um, that does have um, emotional changes. It definitely does. And, you know, um, being aware, reading up before you, f you know, any time, I mean, you can be in your 20s, 30s, read up, mm. have knowledge, have mm. information. Um, if you're informed in your head about what the symptoms are going to be, you'll be able to manage them. Mm. You know? Yeah. So um, before we complete, um, is there any advice from your experience, from today's discussion, that you could offer uh, listeners? Um, and I think you touched on it there just towards <laughs> the end um, about opening up and talking. Exactly. But what, what would be your key advice? Loving you yourself. Mm -hmm. um, not trying to make everybody happy because everyone's not going to be happy. Mm. Be tuned in with yourself. Know what your body's saying. Why am I feeling like this? There's a reason behind my feelings mm. like this. Um, Again, eating healthy, making sure whatever you're eating is beneficial to your body. Mm. Have your bad day if you feel like you want this, this, this. But be aware at the end of the day, you should know what you've put inside your body. Mm -hmm. And being aware of every mouthful. What, what do they say? It's a moment on the lips and a lifetime on your hips. Hips, yeah. You know, yeah. weight gain makes people depressed. Mm. You know, keep your body in tune. Um, your soul needs to be happy. Feed your soul as we... 
we eat to feed our body, then we do ibadah and we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we do all the spiritual things that's food for your soul. Mm -hmm. If your soul's hungry, your soul becomes restless. Mm -hmm. So, you know, always remember why is your soul feeling restless? Why am I so uncomfortable? Why am I idgety? Why, why am I just not all there? Maybe your soul needs to be fed as well. Yes. You know, yes, yes. reading, I'm um, reading is a, is, is, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to be. You pick up a book and you can be in a different place, place a different yeah. time. And yes, no, fair enough. Um, and listeners, if you have just tuned in, we have got an extended show of The Mother's Planet today. We normally finish at 11, but we have quite a lengthy topic today. And uh, there was so much that I wanted to get out to the listeners. And I thought rather than carrying it over in several shows, it's nice to get it out in one. So we've been looking at the topic of depression where we've gone from beginning to the end, really, where you've we've looked discussed how it's affected the mind the body and the impacts that it has with people around us and now we've talked about um prevention strategies um how not to let ourselves get overwhelmed with depression and anxiety and um how to remedy ourselves and as well as taking the medication that's necessary you have alternative uh, treatments as well and uh, you have those steps that we've just shared with you there um one thing that you touched on there, which is very key to me, is um, I think it's very hard as individuals when you start doing things that you can't please everybody. And that's one thing I think that resonated with me when you said that, that yes, you can't please everybody. And the minute we get ourselves out of that bubble of we're not here to please everybody, we our purpose is not to make everyone happy. Uh, it's not a selfish world that we live in where we're just thinking of making ourselves happy. But if we stand back and and we remember our intention and our purpose yes. of what we are doing and why we are doing. Um, it makes everything different. So if you are helping out a friend or you are helping somebody, don't turn around and expect a thank you or gratitude because your purpose or intention wasn't that. You know, there's this thing where the carer then needs caring. Yes. Always remember, if you're the carer of so many people, if you don't care for yourself, you will start so, needing yeah. care. Yes. So it's lovely. Yeah, it's really nice. You're number one. You look after yourself and you'll be able to look after people around you. Uh, perfect. Thank you. So it's important to understand that uh, depression is a recovery journey and it's not always going to be straightforward. So there's going to be obstacles in the way. Um, it may take some time, but there is, as you say, light at That's the end it. of the tunnel. So Jazakallah uh, for that. And uh, listeners, I hope um, we were able to cover quite a few um areas of depression there and that um, it's actually enlightened listeners uh, to look into this in more detail and be a bit more mindful about people around you as well so uh, on the next uh, part of the show I wanted to share some recipes mm. so um, I haven't done recipes in a while and um, uh, I know that Brother Nagash who normally does the uh, Facebook um, pictures and uploads of the recipes um, has actually gone back to studying but he is still uh, taking pictures and uh, doing all the uploads on the Facebook. So I will do my best to get this all up and ready for you guys today. Um, but um, I wanted to share this with me and I'm taking all the credit for this, although <laughs> my husband had a hand in making it, but homemade hash browns, but with um, 
a desi twist. That sounds nice. So, and they're healthy. And it's actually, it sounds really difficult. And you think it's going to be time consuming. Because when I tried to explain it to Brother Tarek, he thought it's too long. But actually, it wasn't long. It, it was really quick. And um, I'd say probably you need about 10, 20 minutes to prepare it all. And then cooking time's about 10, 15 minutes, if that. Um, so it's not, and then you can get it all done in about 40 minutes. So it's not that hard when you know you're making your own hash brown. So, uh, so what you need is a grated potato. So grate them in however you can get the shredded one where they come out really fine. Or you can get the thick grater where they look like um, cheese gratings. Um, I went for the thick one because I like to see my p- potatoes. And then you need to put them in a tea towel and squeeze all the water out of the uh, potatoes so they're nice and dry. Put that in a bowl along with your salt, pepper, uh, throw in a couple of eggs and give it a good whisk um, and this is where the desi twist comes into it because I actually put gram flour which is the same flour we use when making pakoras so gram f- flour is the binding agent so that is what's going to hold all the mixture together so pat them like flat patties and you can put them on a tray and um, to hold them a little bit better I just put them on a a a griddle pan and I just pan fried them on either side just to form the lines and then I put them on a tray and then put them in the oven and they came out nice and crisp and that was really nice uh, served with a poached egg um, and or baked beans so it's really nice and it's really filling and it's homemade so you can't get any better than that and you don't have to have these for breakfast it could be an after school snack um because they're quite quick to make you can actually have it prepared um in advance for when the kids come back from school and because it's quite cold now mm. it's quite nice to have them um when it's warm um and that but that's my homemade hash browns there so um i'm hoping that over the weekend i'm going to have lots of people getting tucked into making their own <laughs> hash browns and uh, also the tip that i'm going to share is um As winter is fast approaching, we have many of us getting chesty coughs and colds. um, And this was actually um, given to me by my mother-in-law. And um, it works a treat. And Alhamdulillah, it's worked on my children. So I thought I must share it because it's the time of year now we need it. So it's actually making your own oil paste, but it's using crushed garlic. So get a garlic, a few cloves of fresh garlic and crush them with the skin on. And put that in a pan with some oil of your choice. I've always used olive oil. Um, And let the garlic literally roast in the oil. So you're actually cooking the garlic into the oil. So, yes, your house will smell a little bit. So open the (laughs) windows and put the extractor fan on and then take it off the heat. Allow it to cool. Uh, You can put it into a glass, uh, a bottle, and that's there for you to use. And just apply on your child's chest or your own chest uh, at night time. And you think it's garlic and it's going to really smell and you're going to smell like garlic through the night. But it doesn't. That's what I was thinking Yeah, it really doesn't smell because I I used to think, right, that's it. I'm going to have to bath the kids the next day because Mm. I don't want them smelling of garlic. But it would absorb and it was gone and they didn't smell. So um, it's a very good remedy. So I do recommend that. And if you are treating a cough, I'd do it for a few days. So about three to four days and um, twice a day. And uh, you, inshallah, will have... um, recovery from that so that's my tip there (laughs) now sister Riffith I know that you're um very health conscious and as the winter's kicking in I'd like for you to share some of some good food um boosters that's good to have around the winter that I'm actually catching her off guard here so I'm getting her to do it off the top of her head she's looking at me like no (laughs) one of the things that I've started recently is um 
hot lemon and honey in the morning. Oh, okay. Which is really good. Okay. I mean, hot water and honey and lemon is good anyway. But when you have it in the morning, it cleanses the inside wow. of your body. Okay. Um, takes out all the all the all the things that we don't want in there. And mm. also it's weight loss as well. Wow. So it's something that you can do. Well, the best way to do it is to squeeze your lemon the night before, put a spoon of raw honey. Um, raw honey is much better for you because it's mm. coming from the raw form of honey. Mm-hmm. Um, a teaspoon of that and you just get it ready. In the morning, you just pour a bit of hot water, a bit of cold water, and there you are. So That's first it. thing in the morning before your tea and coffee. Okay. And another thing that I like doing in the summer is chicken su- in the winter, sorry, yeah. is chicken soup. Mm. Um, where I'll get the chicken with the bone and let it boil slowly on a slow heat. Mm-hmm. Then take all the bits of chicken off um, and put it to the side. Um, you put some garlic, some onions. Um, I like to add a lot of things, some spring onions. Yeah. Um, all the vegetables. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. Most of the time I only add sweet corn. Oh, okay. And then you let that all mm-hmm. go. And then you add the chicken back in without all the bones. You put a, mix a little bit of corn flour, mm-hmm. you add that to the chicken, and then, alhamdulillah, you've got a big bowl Thick of soup. soup. And you add in that, you cut some green chilies in white vinegar. Mm-hmm. And these are the little side dishes that you have with that. So you have a little side um, with chili and vinegar. You have one with soya sauce, mm-hmm. and you have one with chili sauce. Oh, so wow. you add a little bit of all these things, mix it, and it is, oh. Divine, wow. You know coughs, colds, when you're mm. feeling low, when you're feeling like, oh, my God, it's a beautiful dish to have. Yeah, and the chilli is probably quite good because it um, it heats up. So, yeah. you know, um, and if you are congested, that's, um, that's the only time I accept chilli, when I've lost my taste buds mm. and I'm congested because I need something that's really going to open up my airways and chilli works a treat. And again, there's no oil in there. There's no butter in there. Again, you're eating the raw form of food without having all the oils and the fats inside. Yes. Um, Another thing um, uh, one of the uh, sisters mentioned to me yesterday was turmeric. Uh, Turmeric has uh, come up over the... Yeah, it's really become one of the in things to have now. And it's um, uh, it's, uh, an antiseptic. So anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. So uh, she says that she has it in, you can get turmeric tea now and she um, has that um, at night and uh, she said that it's really improved her immune system in the sense that she doesn't really suffer from coughs and colds as much. So um, uh, that's one to do. Well, my boys use it because they do jiu-jitsu. They have it in the tablet form. Oh, yes, I was just going to say. Holland and Barrett does the tablet form and it does help with pains and small injuries and And whatever. Yeah, it's it's like having ibuprofen because it's anti-inflammatory that's true as well because um it's recovery because obviously my son uh, goes to the jiu-jitsu class as well and yes it's quite a a physical sport so yes (laughs) so um yes that's that so um we are now actually ending uh, the show we are uh, now coming towards the end of the show thank you so much sister riffith for all the information that you've shared and your personal uh, journey on today's topic it's been um very very useful having you here today i just hope that it's helped someone out there seek help um, talk to people and believe me you'll come out better and stronger yes thank you very much for that uh, and uh, inshallah i hope that you've taken something uh, beneficial from from today's discussion as well a uh, quick event to mention luton central library fun palace saturday 5th of october between 10 and 4 uh, they are doing a free event there um 
My quote for the show is, in the middle of winter, as I last discovered, there was me in, there was me, an invincible, there inside me was an invincible summer. Jazakallah for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.